I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain, a masquerade crafted and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number 5514. Level 1. Unrestricted. Containment Class. Esoteric. Secondary Class. Thaumiel. Disruption Class. Dark. Risk Class. Danger. Special Containment Procedures. SCP-5514 is currently being used as the primary means of defense against the ongoing MH-class large-scale aggressor overrun scenario. As such, limited containment protocols are in order. As a result of the ongoing SK-class broken masquerade scenario, there are no security protocols in place concerning SCP-5514. MTF-8-5 Jaeger Bombers has been trained to pilot SCP-5514 and is in charge of controlling and directing the vehicle. Liaisons from the Global Occult Coalition and the High Brazil government have been assigned to assist in piloting SCP-5514. SCP-5391 research head Mikasa Kaori has been attached to Ada-5 in order to assist with tactical decisions in command. In the event that a large-scale aggressor attacks a city or other developed area, SCP-5514 is to be immediately deployed to said area in order to engage the entities. Lethal force is authorized against all of the entities which SCP-5514 will be fighting. Description SCP-5514 is a massive, humanoid, mecha-like vehicle constructed by the Foundation with assistance from the Global Occult Coalition. The mech is currently being utilized as part of defenses against the current ongoing MH-class large-scale aggressor overrun scenario. To this end, the mech is engaged in the combat and physical engagement of large-scale aggressors. The mech has managed to successfully kill or otherwise incapacitate 12 LSAs. Multiple anomalous phenomena were utilized in the construction of the mech. A full description of these anomalous phenomena has been attached to this document. See Addendum 5514.1 Construction Progress began on the construction of SCP-5514 in 1988, following the destruction of Site-03 by a previously unidentified LSA. Given the lack of defenses available to High Brazil and the known presence of other LSAs in the world, the KEY project was created 
as a preliminary working group to determine the best method for defending civilization against another LSA. The key project quickly determined several problems with all potential forms of defenses. Large-scale aggressors proved resistant to most forms of traditional attack, leading to the belief that they had some form of defensive ability that protected them from most forms of harms. However, other LSAs were able to penetrate these defenses. Taming or creating a biological simulacrum of an LSA was quickly ruled out. However, analysis of SCP-2406 showed that it could possibly be used in order to replicate the offensive capabilities of LSAs. The Key Project then began planning and constructing a similar automaton, as it was the most viable means of defense. Construction of the mech began in 1990 and proceeded normally until 30 June 1998, when SCP-5391 occurred. At the time of the event, the mech was not fully finished and could not be used to avert the MH-class scenario. However, it remained the most viable means of defending the world from all LSAs, and the Foundation diverted all available funds into completing it. Furthermore, the Foundation contacted various groups of interest in order to make the mech a collaborative project. The majority of parties were unable to assist, as they were either unprepared for the MH-class scenario or significantly hampered by it. However, the Global Occult Coalition was both active and able to lend aid. Cooperation with the Global Occult Coalition was confirmed following an emergency summit hosted by the High Brazil government on 10 July 1998. Coalition, Foundation, High Brazil, Emergency Meeting Transcript In attendance, High King Del Bayeth II of High Brazil, Madam D.C. Alfine and General Rockefeller of the GOC, 05-1 and Captain Perseus Rosales of the SCP Foundation. I call this council meeting to action. I'm invoking Article 1, Section 2 of the pact that I bound you to six years ago. The end of the world is here, and we will not be caught defenseless to these Krakens once again. The High Brazil International Security Agreement of 1992, you mean? Article 1, Section 2 binds us to action in the event that giant monsters of types different from the beast that destroyed your kingdom appear. Although it appears that the one that ended High Brazil is back... Speaking of that, are you sure that Yalen's safe? Or the best place to meet now? In the time since the doom that came to High Brazil, we have made arrangements for new guardians. They walk very slowly, but have a broad diet. One that includes the threats that have awoken as of late. I didn't notice anything that could have killed a Cetus-class entity. They move unseen. Ah, of course. And there is no chance of bringing these entities elsewhere. No, we do not control them, and we have no means of communicating with them. They have simply been led here over many years, and so we have them now. In any case, the pact is in order. Apologies, but I'm not familiar with the terms of this security agreement. I've not worked for the Coalition for some time, not since the incident at High Brazil... A shame. We could have used you since then. You're a hard man to find. Not hard enough. 
The Hi-Brazil International Security Agreement of 1992 stipulates that in event of an MH-class scenario, the coalition, the foundation, and Hi-Brazil are to put aside all differences in order to stop the end of the world. Very well. So it must be. It's made easier that Article 2, Section 5 mandates that the preferred method of dealing with these entities is by killing them with extreme prejudice. Yes, you forced that stipulation through in negotiation six years ago. Enough. This is not the time or place to argue about past squabbles. We must act now. We currently have one plan. Nothing has worked against the LSAs in the past. But we have to resort to one of our more esoteric strategies. The Key Project. I'm all ears. A giant robot. We've been working on it for years, and it's currently eating the majority of our budget. Why the hell is that going to work? Well, the idea at the most basic level is to punch through all the metaphysical defenses that these entities possess by attacking them with another large-scale aggressor. We're also just throwing everything we can into the mix. You are using the otherworldly in the process, I hope. Certainly. We can contribute some help as best we can. If you cloak it in myth, steep it in the archetypes of those who have fought in the past, you will be able to do a great amount of harm. And we can offer you unforged cold iron in the form of a blade. Does cold iron actually do anything? It depends on how much you believe in it. Or how strong the story is. Well, I have to say I like your moxie if nothing else. We'd be happy to help you on this one. I imagine that if we put our heads together, we can get this done in what, a few months? Years? We're temporally accelerating the construction chamber. Days, at most. I like the way you think, Aaron. With the support of the Global Occult Coalition and the full deployment of all anomalous methods to accelerate and ease the construction process, the mech was finished and declared ready for combat on 12 July, 1998. Addendum 5514.1 Anomalous Features and Weaponry of SCP-5514 One of the early design decisions made in the creation of the mech was whether or not to incorporate anomalous features into the design. It was ultimately ruled by the O5 Council 9-3-1 to to that a scenario requiring the deployment of the mech would necessarily be one in which the integrity of the masquerade protocol would be challenged. Therefore, the usage of anomalies in the operation of the mech would be permissible. Assistant Researcher Richardson's summary of some of the key anomalous features of the mech follows. Feature. Weight sink. Anomalous qualities. Large portions of the mech have had their material composition partially displaced into an adjacent pocket dimension. This displacement has been specifically calculated to not significantly lower the mass or density of the mech, while drastically lowering the material weight of it. This allows the mech to function as though it were a fraction of the weight without a sacrifice of whole integrity. Feature Power Source Anomalous Qualities SCP-37, a hyperminiature sun, has been implanted into the chest cavity of the mech. Subdimensional portal vents installed in the chest cavity release approximately 99% of the energy output of SCP-37 into an empty demiplane. The remaining 1% of output is used to reliably power the mech. Feature Flight Systems 
Anomalous qualities. A flaw produced during the development process of the MEC has resulted in a control system initially installed to regulate internal air circulation, instead creating and controlling an independent gravity field. The origin of this flaw is unknown, and investigation could potentially cause it to stop functioning. The manipulation of this field allows for unaided flight. Feature Defenses Anomalous Qualities Through the usage of conceptual engineering, the mech has been conceptually welded to the following. The planet Earth, human resilience, and adamant. As each of these concepts is dramatically larger and older than the mech, the transfer of ideas between them is effectively one way. These features combine to make the mech near indestructible and the pilots indefatigable. Feature Pataphysical Mantle Anomalous Qualities Through an intense subliminal and mimetic propaganda campaign, 25% of the global population has developed the belief that the mech is divinely sent to slay LSAs. This has allowed it to pataphysically mantle the my theme of the character archetype, the Dragon Slayer. In addition to the anomalous subsystems and methods of construction that were used in the creation of the mech, it has been outfitted with various anomalous weapons. Weapon Beowulf Sigurd Rail Description A shoulder-mounted railgun Rather than use electromagnetic forces, the Beowulf Sigurd Rail uses anomalously altered gravity to both fire and aim at targets. Targets are made dramatically more heavy, causing projectiles to specifically impact them at superterminal velocities. Weapon Cold Iron Sword Description Primary weapon for combating entities Entire 20 meter long blade forged from cold iron provided by the High Brazil Royal Court with a handle built around the blade without forging. Wounds inflicted by cold iron do not regenerate. Weapon Rounded Recoiling Plasma Description Held atop the mech as a hat. The weapon can be removed for ranged combat. The edges of the weapon are coated with plasma, which can be activated or deactivated upon user control. Electromagnets are built in the weapon so the wielder can retain the weapon, should that be unable to be done manually. Weapon Thousand Word Arrows Seven poets constantly writing and reciting poems about the defeat and death of large monsters broadcasted at high volume from the mech empowers the pataphysical mantle and demoralizes enemies. Weapon Holdout Plasma Wrist Blade Superheated plasma, magnetically held in the form of a blade attached to the right wrist of the mech, capable of cutting through almost all matter, but of limited combat application, intended for usage in emergency circumstances. Weapon Emergency Sun Vent Description As a last resort strategy, individual power vents to SCP-037 can be deactivated, releasing a fraction of the energy output contained within the power systems associated 
sub-dimension as a beam of energy. Due to the extreme potential for collateral damage when firing, this is only to be used as a last resort. Addendum 5514.2 Combat Encounters Following the development of the mech, it has been successfully deployed to engage various large-scale aggressors in physical combat. It has been universally successful in each of these deployments. Records of these tests follow. Test. Wake. Zero two. Forward. On 2 August 1998, LSA Wake 02 emerged from the sea near Tokyo, attacking combined global occult coalition and foundation forces. Alongside the appearance of LSA Wake 02, several other LSAs of a minor degree attacked the forces. Due to the severity of the situation, the mech was dispatched to combat these entities, despite the lack of prior testing. A total of 3,241 combined personnel were lost during this encounter. Begin log. The mech arrives in suborbit directly above Tokyo and drops down to planet side. Through the creation of counterbalanced gravitational forces, it quickly falls into the water of the bay. We have successfully deployed to Tokyo for our first combat test of SCP-5514. All capabilities ready to engage with the target. LSA Wake 02 is detected in the water, just to the south of the landing location. Based upon its movements, it appears to be preparing for another attack upon the Tokyo Harbor. Sensors have locked onto the target north of us, proceeding to combat. The mech navigates through the waters of the bay, paralleling the city coast. The city is currently in the process of evacuation, but many residents stop attempting to flee in order to gaze at the mech as it attempts to walk through the streets. Champion! Champion! Exult in the glory of the Dragon Slayer! Upon hearing the thousand-word arrows, LSA Wake 02 appears to halt its attack towards Tokyo Harbor. It instead backs away, making distance between the harbor and itself. A shriek originating from LSA Wake 02 is audible, and several other minor LSAs can be seen on the mech's radar. Looks like we pissed it off. Are there any targets that require immediate attention? Just Wake 02. Understood. Increasing weight sink integrity. The mech nears LSA Wake 02 and the other LSAs. It jumps into the air, removing the rounded recoiling plasma and throwing it at a nearby LSA. The plasma is activated, cleanly decapitating the entity. The electromagnets are subsequently activated, arcing the weapon dramatically. It hits several other LSAs before flying towards the mech. The plasma is deactivated, and the weapon is placed back in its original position. The vicious beasts slain, gone to those which were once pain. The mech unsheathes the cold iron sword directing it towards an LSA currently on the harbor as it falls to the ground. It stabs the heart of the entity, which shrieks and falls to the ground. The mech quickly draws the sword from the entity's body, slashing the throat of another minor LSA as it turns towards the harbor. Four o'clock, to your right. The mech backs away from its position, then activates its flight systems remaining in the air. The second head of LSA Wake 02 can be seen protruding from the mouth of the first. An abnormal amount of saliva begins to drip from the mouth of the second head as it lets out a shriek. The many remaining minor LSAs cease attacking the Tokyo Harbor and instead direct their attention towards the mech. Feisty one, hey? 
The second head of LSA Wake 02 shoots out, extending just over 40 meters and barely missing the foot of the mech. A minor LSA scampers up the appendage, pouncing towards the mech, which blocks the attack with its sword and slashes the entity mid-air. The mech launches into the air and flies towards LSA Wake 02, using the Beowulf Sigurd rail to shoot at the eyes of the main head. LSA Wake 02 shrieks and retreats its appendage. The mech uses this moment to twist in the air and strike at the first head, decreasing the weight sink integrity in order to propel the momentum of the attack. The mech sweeps around and descends towards LSA Wake 02 before piercing its head, flying over it and drawing the blade down the LSA's serpentine body all the way to its caudal fin. Each half of its body squirms for a moment, but finally it lies still. And thus the deed was done. Exult! Exult! In the glory of the Dragon Slayer! The other minor LSAs stop attacking the Tokyo Harbor upon seeing the death of LSA Wake 02. They begin to retreat into the ocean, with the few remaining stragglers eliminated by the mech using the Beowulf Sigurd rail. Dr. Kiyori, Wake 02 has been eliminated. And SCP 5514 functioned exactly as designed. I think it's safe to say that the first test is a success. Test. Meta 03. Forward. Shortly following Test Wake 02, several antimimetic LSAs were reported in Montezuma, Georgia, United States. The population was quickly evacuated, and a perimeter was established around the town. After a near breach, the mech was dispatched to a field near the security perimeter. Begin log. With the counter-conceptual filters enabled, the LSAs manifest before the mech. There are five present. Each stands 200 meters tall, composed of spindly black legs that break off each other and splinter. Each only stands on two of these legs, raising the rest around it, poised to attack. Smaller spiders crawl upon the LSAs and fall to the ground. I've seen these before, near Site 41. We're lucky our filters could pick them up. I trust all combat capabilities already? Of course. The mech unsheathes its cold iron sword, dashing towards the nearest entity. The nearest entity is currently engaging and attacking individual humans on the ground and turns to face the mech mid-charge. It raises several arms into the air, motioning to attack, but the mech slices the arms in half with the sword. The mech closes the distance between it and the LSA, it stabs the entity in the midsection and cleaves it in half. The top half of the entity falls to the ground, but remains animate, attempting to stab the mech with its legs. The mech repeatedly stabs it with the sword until it ceases to move. When the entity has been confirmed deceased, the mech takes a step back with the sword still impaling the entity in the ground. That was easier than expected. There was just the one? A smaller LSA leaps onto the mech, latching onto its shoulder. The mech engages its independent gravity field and flies into suborbit, tearing the entity off its shoulder and into the air. The mech engages its railgun and shoots the LSA, which plummets downward, crashes into the ground, and dies upon impact. The mech descends back down and retrieves its sword from the body of the previously terminated entity. It then stands up to confront the other entities, only for the counter-conceptual filters to begin failing. All of the opposing LSAs vanish from view, as does any evidence of their surroundings, 
Only the bodies of the two deceased entities remain. Dr. Kiori, I have suddenly forgotten why we're here. Something's wrong. Stay on your guard. The mech holds its sword out in front of it, slowly turning and looking for any signs of an enemy. However, there is nothing to be found. Suddenly, massive damage is inflicted to the rear of the mech, with no apparent source. The mech quickly whirls around, blindly slashing with a cold iron sword. Massive spider limbs fall to the ground. Suddenly, the entire scene is plunged into shadow, as the sun is blotted out by a new, massive entity flying above the battlefield. The entity appears as a massive serpent, covered in a plumage of feathers. This entity is a new LSA, not previously observed by the Foundation. What the hell is that? That is a snake with one, good doctor. The mech struggles to reboot filter systems, but they remain non-functional. The new entity descends to the level of the mech and coils around empty space, floating in midair. It then opens its mouth and clamps down hard, causing a spider-like LSA to become visible in its jaws. The LSA briefly squirms before going limp. Watch your back. Before the mech can react, an unseen LSA latches onto its back. In the struggle of trying to rip it away, the mech falls to the ground. Hull damage is reported along the back armor plating. There are some things that even I cannot do. But I can help you see them, if you agree to be my ally. That is. Dr. Kaori requests backup and engages exterior communication systems in order to speak to the entity. How is that possible? The serpent never forgets. I remember the dawn of the universe. These insects cannot break my mind. Do you agree? Or should I leave you here to fend for yourselves? Kaori, stop. We don't have clearance for this kinds of... We agree. Good. The serpent's emerald eyes begin to glow white, and an apple appears in the mech cockpit before Dr. Kaori. She hesitates, but takes a bite. Immediately, all of the LSAs surrounding the serpent and the mech manifest visibly. There are four left, including the entity standing on the back of the mech. The serpent flips its tail and slams it into the entity on the back of the mech, sending it sprawling away before flattening it on the ground with another blow. It does not move again. The mech rises. The serpent lunges forward and begins to feast on another entity. The mech aims the Beowulf Sigurd rail at a third entity, with anomalously precise targeting aided by the serpent. A single shot is fired, punching directly through the LSA and killing it. The serpent coils around the final remaining entity, holding it in place. Strike this beast down and seal our pact. The mech manifests the holdout plasma wrist blade and slices the throat of the final entity. It gurgles weakly, struggling for a moment before it stops moving. With the death confirmed, the serpent releases its hold on it. Perseus, Mikasa, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Test. Brazil, 12. Forward. LSA Brazil 01 was hypothesized to be the cause of SCP-5391, 
and assigned as the highest priority threat. After it was spotted off the coast of Greenland, the mech was deployed in order to fight it. The serpent accompanied the mech to the site of the battle, acting as bait for LSA Brazil 01 as the largest and second most powerful LSA in the world at the time. Begin log. The mech stands on the shores of Greenland and walks out into the ocean, standing in the water up to its waist. The serpent emerges from the water and shakes off the dew, letting its rainbow plumage dry out. Together, they scan the horizon for any sign of LSA Brazil 01. This is where it was supposed to happen, is it not? This is where Quinn Crake was supposed to die ten years ago, before the doom of High Brazil. How do you know that? That is my role, is it not? To know of forbidden things. Oh, right. It's true. The Coalition tried to lure the beast here, to this exact bitch in the past. I don't know why they choose it again. I guess it still works just as well as it would have done. It will. The serpent rises into the air, floating next to the mech. Its tail drifts down into the water. Together, they begin to scan the horizon, looking for LSA Brazil 01. As they wait, a storm cloud rolls in and begins to rain upon them. A few moments later, a division of the Jaeger bombers contacts Captain Rosales and alerts him that LSA Brazil 01 has been spotted, traveling to the location of the mech and the serpent expected to arrive within minutes. Brace for impact. It's coming for us. The mech and the serpent enter battle stances. The storm obscures visibility, preventing any visual contact of the ocean. LSA Brazil 01 is detected on the mech's radar, quickly approaching. The serpent looks through the storm, staring directly at the location of LSA Brazil 01. It is here. LSA Brazil 01 lunges out of the ocean and impacts the serpent. It is a massive crocodilian encephalopodic entity with a crocodilian head. It has five rear tentacles and five arms. Extensive cybernetic modifications have been made to it, replacing sections of its torso and skull. The pair wrap around each other, the serpent coiling around LSA Brazil 01, and LSA Brazil 01 wrapping its rear tentacles around the serpent. They sail through the air, crashing into the sand of the beach. Wrestling, the pair turns and crashes into each other, sending sand spraying out in multiple directions. The awaited battlefield, the proper place for the beast to die, the final justice. The mech charges through the water, returning to the beach to assist the serpent. As it returns, it attempts to lock onto the LSA with the Beowulf Sigurd rail. But given the close proximity of LSA Brazil 01 and the Serpent, it is unable to acquire a target lock that is not likely to hit the Serpent in the process. The mech arrives at the beach and grabs LSA Brazil 01, tearing it away from the Serpent. The mech pulls LSA Brazil 01 into the air and hurls it down the beach, where it crashes into the water. It quickly rises and turns to face the pair. The mech draws its sword, holding it raised against LSA Brazil 01. It glances at the serpent, which has been bitten multiple times and is bleeding heavily. They are deep wounds, yes. But I will live. Do not worry about me. Very well. Be careful. The pair turn their attention back to LSA Brazil 01, which is swimming back to them slowly. Now that the shot is clear, 
the Sigurd Beowulf rail locks onto LSA Brazil 01 and fires. As the entity begins to stand, it is struck with two shots, which topple it. As a third shot is loaded, LSA Brazil 01 opens its mouth. LSA Brazil 01's open mouth begins to glow, alongside the cybernetic plating that's visible on its exterior. A small orb of blue light manifests within the open mouth, which then becomes a long, thin beam striking the Beowulf Sigurd rail, instantly melting it. LSA Brazil 01 closes its mouth and then resumes standing. All three parties charge toward each other. When they meet, LSA Brazil 01 grasps the serpent with two of its five arms, while using another two to grapple with the mech. The cold iron sword is knocked out of its hands and goes flying across the beach. The fifth arm slams onto the head of the mech repeatedly, causing the glass in the cockpit to fracture. Stay calm. That glass is designed to fracture but hold. Do you think this is too much for us, Percy? I'm not thinking about our odds. Just the best thing we can do. The mech activates the holdout plasma wrist blade, and after a short struggle, cuts the closest arm of LSA Brazil 01. It then proceeds to quickly cut off the other four arms in short order, before kicking LSA Brazil 01 to the ground. LSA Brazil 01 rolls across the beach, landing a short distance away from the serpent in the mech. It is already beginning to regenerate the severed arm. Bad news, serpent. We're out of plasma to pull that trick off again. We're funneling as much as we can from our solar heart, but I doubt we can do it again this fight. It is tougher than I expected. It does not die easily. As if in response, LSA Brazil 01 roars at the two. It lunges for the cold iron blade, grabbing it with its tentacles. As soon as the first arm is regenerated, the blade is handed to it. It brandishes the weapon, holding it out in front of itself, mimicking the stance the mech was previously using. LSA Brazil 01 lunges across the battlefield, moving even faster than before. It closes the distance to the mech and swings the sword at its legs. The sword shears through the legs, toppling the mech and causing it to crash to the ground. The sword rips in the process, mangled in the wreckage of the legs. LSA Brazil 01 drops the sword and turns to the serpent. LSA Brazil 01 uses its tentacles to propel itself into the air, landing on the serpent and tackling it to the ground. It rises atop the serpent, pinning its foe to the ground with all ten of its arms and tentacles. However, rather than attack the serpent, it raises its head to the sky and breathes a torrent of flame into the air. Systems are shutting down. Damn it! What can we do? The failsafe. We have to use it while we still can. The serpent won't last much longer. You're right. I didn't think it had come to this, but... The mech props itself up, angling its chest toward the head of LSA Brazil 01. The greatest weapon you can offer is that of your own heart. Fire. The emergency sun vent installed on the chest opens, venting fire and plasma produced by SCP-037 at LSA Brazil 01. The light produced by the firing of the sun vent is bright enough to obscure the entire battlefield, with only the roars of LSA Brazil 01 audible. The sun vent closes seconds later, and the mech crashes into the ground, with its power source disabled. The top half of LSA Brazil 01 has been disintegrated, 
and the remaining half falls limp into the water. The serpent rises from the ground, burnt but surviving. It floats above the corpse of LSA Brazil 01, observing it for any movement. It is done. Following the destruction of LSA Brazil 01 by the mech, the effects of SCP-5391 began to abate. Several other LSAs re-entered periods of dormancy, although activity was still significantly higher than prior to the beginning of SCP-5391. The ongoing MH-class scenario was declared partially abated. With the purpose of the mech fulfilled, and the remaining hostile LSAs being terminated with the assistance of the Global Occult Coalition and the Serpent. SCP-5514 is only to be deployed in emergency situations at the request of the Overseer Council. It is noted that following the termination of LSA Brazil 01, all active LSA entities have demonstrated more docile, avoidant behavior. Further neutralization campaigns have not been deemed necessary. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki, upvote their work, and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording being derived from this content is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.